So, Brenna, we're going to get to Blazer stuff in a second, but I'm curious because I'm always curious whenever, because I've been going to Summer League every year since Mm -hmm. 2012. I didn't go in 2020 because I didn't have it because of COVID, but other than that, I've gone every year since then. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of like used to the whole thing. But I'm always curious from people who are going for the first time, like you were this year, just kind of what, what your impressions of the event were, what you thought of it, just... Just kind of your overall sense of it. I'm always curious for first timers. I tweeted out the after the second game. I was like, "Summer, li- Summer League is like people mad libs. <laughs> who like who do you think's gonna show up? All right, they're here. Like you know, I mean, my first game. I'm sitting there on the baseline. I'm getting texts from people being like, "Holy crap, you're on national television right now behind Jerry West." Like. You uh-huh. know? And I'm like, all right, I got to go back today. Like, once I get into the office and, like, actually get, like, the legit still frame from the game where I'm behind Jerry West. Because I got to I gotta just have that for, like, all eternity. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> got to have that for the broadcast. So, you know, like, Jerry West is in front of me. To my right is Bill Simmons. To my left is Jay Cole. Then, like, you know. Fat, Fat Joe, Joe was there. <laughs> Fat Joe's walking around. I'm like, cool. With like the most insane drip I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> like that was sparkling from like Mars. Yeah. Okay. And he was getting hyped about Wembenyama in that in that Portland San Antonio game. He was like up chanting defense and just like it's it's be- it. it's funny that like summer league has become the place. It really has to be seen at. It's 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 almost like it's like the, it's like the basketball version of Coachella, where it used to be, you know, if you're a hardcore fan of like music, you go to Coachella because somebody that you want to see is is there. They're headlining and like they haven't performed in a long time. Summer League used to be a lot smaller. Like ever, all three teams did not used to have a team at Summer League. It was like twenty of them would be at Summer League, and then like the other ten would go to the Orlando one. And now it's just become a place where, like, if you're anybody in the sports or even really entertainment industry, it's just a place to go and be seen at. It's like it's like a place that influencers go now. And yeah, it's just it's gotten into like a totally different thing than it used to be. I definitely had someone ask me if I was an IG model on the side at one point. And well, are I you? nearly died. Well, are you? I was like, what? Like, no, I am not. No, what? No, like, oh my gosh. Like, um, yeah, I think that that would get me in some trouble in the job I do. I'm going to go with a big no. It's been done. It has been done. It has been done. (laughs) But I will say not at the local level. The local level definitely frowns on that situation (laughs) anyway so yeah just stuff like that you know just casual summer league things people asking you if you're an if you're an ig model on the side no i am not thank you i totally look like i'm an ig model (laughs) this is what we bring on the podcast the authenticity nobody's dressed up nobody's nobody's faking any yeah uh, if if you're listening right now let me tell you i'm in sweatpants a big t-shirt no makeup and my hair is absolutely insane and pulled back so we are first day back from vacation vibes hard right now you stayed an extra couple days after Mm -hmm. summer league didn't you just to just to hang out me covering summer league yeah summer league's still going on obviously but uh yeah i just you know what I had the vacation time. I didn't need to be back until Friday when we were recording. Um, there wasn't anything that was like on the books for me until Friday work-wise. So I was like, you know what? Why not just stay? Um, I accidentally... Uh... <laughs> so I made friends with some Australian girls. Sean knows this story. Yeah. 
I made friends with some Australian girls one of the nights there, and then they were like, come with us. All right, I don't really care. Who cares? They were like, come with us to Magic Mike. And I was like, you know what? I went and looked up like their tickets, and there was a ticket right next to them. And I was like, you know what? It's fate. I'm going to do it. Well, uh, they got the date wrong for when the show was, and I wasn't looking that closely because I was just <laughs> trusting them. And so, uh, yeah, it was actually the next night, and I was supposed to leave that night. So then I just ended up staying another day. So, uh, yeah, because I was like, I didn't spend 110 bucks on this ticket to not, uh, to not use it. So I might as well. So there you go. I, uh, I ended up going. My mother had a complete conniption fit over it. Not in like a, like a, oh, you can't go to that as bad way. But like she was, I, she had a bad, bad experience in her past and was convinced something bad was going to happen <laughs> to me. So I texted her once I got out of Magic Mike and I was like, I did not get abducted at Magic Mike. Please clap. <laughs> you made That's it home fine. in one piece. I did. I did. I made it home in one piece. All's well that ends well. It was it was a good vacation. So yeah. So it was you were a good gone. Work slash vacation. You yeah. were there for like a whole week, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is too long to spend in Las Vegas in okay. July. Here's the key, my key, anyways. Which I know. Oh, whatever. I'll just say it. I don't care. Um, I like don't when I, if I go out in Vegas, I like I don't really need to get drunk to have fun. Sure. And so like I just didn't. I I never like did that while I was there and that is the key to just like you could survive anything in Vegas mm -hmm. as long as like you don't go too hard on anything I feel like but yes it was hot but you want to know what I actually didn't like hate it I know some people hate it I didn't hate it the heat this year felt worse than it usually is really yeah that's it it was like it was like debilitating I, I don't I don't know why and it's, it's actually funny so I got, I got back to Portland on Tuesday and those so the last couple days here it's been like in the 80s and I was out with a couple friends last night, and they were like, oh, it's so hot. And I was, like, looking at them, like, this, it's it's 20 degrees cooler than it was in Vegas. Like, like 30, this, really? This is nothing. Yeah, really, because it was, like, in the 80s, and it was 115 yeah. in Vegas. But <laughs> so let's get to what we actually were there for. The actual for, basketball. Which was yeah. the Blazers uh -huh. Summer League. And we got about one half of Scoot Henderson. Yeah, what a bummer. Did you see his interview last night on NBA? Or, I, I did. Know. Oh my gosh. I watched it before I came on. It was, I, that I was just him. the best vibes that, that I've ever seen in like a summer league in-game interview. He was like interrupting every question to like yell about like one of his teammates blocking a shot or something. It was just, it was just so, like, he's such a, you know, you hear all this stuff ever since they drafted him about like, oh, he's so mature for his age and he's, you know, he's so poised. But, like, you, you watch that interview and you're like, this is a kid experiencing the NBA for the first time. Like, he's just super excited to be there. Yeah. Yeah, he was, I mean, his energy is just so much fun to be around. And it's such a bummer we only got half of him. Yeah. But I could totally see this being, like, a Shaden Sharp situation where, you know, he decides to come back and play next year. I would actually not be surprised by that at all. So. Mm. He's going no. Okay. All right. I think they. I think he's gonna be too good the first year. That's to, fair. Like Paolo Bancaro did not play summer league this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it all shakes out, huh? What did you think <laughs> of Shaden? Oh, I mean, you know, obviously he had up and down moments, but his energy was there. The fact that he still is playing right now, yeah. I'm really shocked by. 
but I think it says a lot about how much he loves the game of basketball. Because uh, he could easily... He could have easily called it after that San Antonio game, and nobody would have blamed him at all. Like, everyone would have been like, yeah. In fact, I'm kind of surprised the Blazers weren't like... You know? Yeah. Um, but he's still... He's still... I mean... I think that he's had some some good performances. I didn't watch the Charlotte game live, but um, I mean, you know, from all accounts, he had an incredible game. And uh, yeah, it's just it's exciting. the The backcourt of the future is very very exciting for this Blazers team right now. And also, I think Shaden's coming out of a shell a little bit personality. Mm-hmm. He's starting to get there, so I'm excited to watch that. I'm excited to watch that development this year mm-hmm. as much as I am excited to watch the development on the court. It's still a slow process, and it's still very much a work in progress. Yes. You weren't here yet. You were still in Spokane when mm-hmm. they brought him in for this pre-draft workout. Yeah. And, I mean, now that, you know, you've been here through this pre-draft yeah. process, so you kind of see how it goes where, like, they bring a bunch of, like, prospects in for a work for workouts, and then we get to go interview them afterwards. Yep. Shaden's interview last year after his pre-draft workout was brutal. Like, it was like one-word answers to everything. And I remember coming away from it being like, oh, God, I hope they don't... I don't know anything about him as a player because nobody really did because he hadn't played at Kentucky. But I was just like, God, I really hope they don't draft this kid just because it's going to be rough as a beat writer. But then they draft him, and you kind of start to see over the course of the season... He just starts to, I mean, I think it's still very much like in progress, but he just oh, yeah. starts to, he's starting to become like, you can have a real conversation with him now. And he's not like just completely like, you know, deer in the headlights, just completely closed off. He's starting to open up a little bit more. Yeah. Like, I mean, in that first game, when we were talking to him afterwards and Danny Meringue was like, you know, you, you seemed a little, like, extra spicy out there tonight, whatever. And he was like, was I? And then we started, like, relaying things to him, and he was like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right, I was. Like, well, because <laughs> well, remember in that first game against Houston, he dunks on uh, on uh, Jabari Smith, and then he, yeah. was it Jabari Smith? No, it was Whitmore. Yeah. It was Cam Whitmore. And then he starts just, like, going, and, like, he starts, like, like barking at him, and I'm just like, I've never seen Shaden do that before. He's so, I, yeah. think, I think some of the perception of Shaden – you know, some of it, I think, was because he didn't play at Kentucky and just kind of sat out and people thought, like, oh, does he really want to play or is he just trying to protect his draft stock? But I think there's also, like, a little bit of, at least last year, there was a little bit of, like, a Tracy McGrady thing going on where people think that he's, like, not engaged or not into it because he just kind of has this look on his face all the time like he's, like, basically sleepwalking. Yeah. And and that was kind of the case throughout his whole rookie season, but it's just, like, he just has that calm demeanor and just doesn't really get animated or really visibly react to things so it was a little bit out of character to see him actually like you know dunk on somebody and then like react to it and like go like start like getting in their face and it's just like oh okay okay Shaden's starting to come out a little bit more yeah yeah he kind of um yeah he looks like a robot when he's out on the court mm-hmm. most of the time it's just there's it's just nothing and then yeah I got a video of him after he um hit a layup in that Houston game and he was just he was glaring people down. I was like, <laughs> okay, like, I like this version. Let's see more of this. Like, and, and I think as, as he gets more and more comfortable, we're going to see uh, more of the saucy Shaden. And I, I'm here for it. All right, let's do it. So, yeah, exciting to see him 
I, I think, I mean, I don't know this personally, but I know, I, I think that Anthony was kind of a little bit shy when he first got. Oh, into he was. Too. So maybe we'll kind of see, because now he's not like that at all. No. Yeah. It took I, time. It took time. It takes time for these kids to grow up and mature. And that makes sense. I mean, you know, think about it. You're 18 or 19. You're put in a spotlight like this. There's all these reporters around you that you don't know. You don't know their intentions. You don't know anything. Like, you don't want to say something stupid and then get in trouble. And um, and so I can understand why you kind of have your guard up and you're really like, and especially for somebody like Shaden who came out of that situation in Kentucky where I don't think he, uh, I think he kind of felt a little bit wronged by that whole situation, whether he was or not. I, you know, I, no, nobody's say, but I'm sure that he felt that way. The fact that he didn't get to play. Uh, so I think that I, I think that it makes sense that he came in a little bit closed off, guarded, and and now he's starting to work through that and get older and you know kind of give himself the permission to show more of who he is. We've told this story before. I don't know if I've told it on here or Meringue yeah. told it on Jack Ramsey's or something. This is not, but like this is. I know this story has been told by one of us before. This is not like classified information. Okay. But yeah. last year, so the first the Blazers' first preseason game last year was the was up in Seattle. And this was the first time reporters had been allowed back in the locker room in like three years or whatever because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so Danny and I walk into the visitors' locker room at the at the Seattle arena, and this is like Shaden's first NBA game, even though it's a preseason game. And he's just at his locker, and he has some shoes that Danny recognized. And he goes up and talks to, and Danny just like walks up and you know says, "Shaden, hey, like, hey man, like, what Kobe's are those that you have? Are you do you wear Kobe's? Like, what, like, just asking him about his shoes." And it wasn't like an interview; he was just like making casual conversation as we do when we're in the locker rooms. And Shaden gets this look on his face, like, uh, "Is this an interview question? Am I on the record? Am I being recorded?" And we're just like, "No, dude, you're 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 fine. We're just talking. You'll know if it's on the record." Like. And it's like, and I think a lot of, and I think Ant was kind of the same way because I think people forget that Ant also did not play at college. He committed to Louisville, and then when all the Rick Pitino stuff happened, he decommitted and went to IMG Academy, which is like one of those basketball like development academies. Mm-hmm. So he had like that whole freshman season where he didn't do media at all, and so he came in also like very shy and very like not wanting to talk. And then over the couple of years, he kind of started to come out of his shell also, and that's one of the fun things about this summer league is getting to see kind of these young guys get that first, you know, exposure to this and then kind of start to get more comfortable with like the machine. You know, we talked to Jabari Walker after a couple of these games and he seemed a lot more kind Jabari was always like a more outgoing guy than Shaden was, but he always kind of seemed, you know, I think he seemed more comfortable like this second year than he did uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That would make total sense to me. Yeah, he's he's more outgoing, but I, I think that, yeah, I mean, you know, it's understandable. They get into the league; these guys are a little bit, a little bit more. You know, is, you, did you watch that interview that Damian Lillard did at the start of the season with Jabari and Shaden? Uh, I've probably seen it. I don't remember it off the top. It of was head. like with season ticket holders there, and off uh, like or like like some select season ticket ticket holders. It was like a twenty minute interview. It's so funny to watch because Jabari's just going. Yeah. And Shaden is like, yep, uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> it was so funny to see like the juxtaposition of the personalities, but yeah, I agree with you. J- Jabari seems, Jabari seems a lot more comfortable, and he seems a lot more like he just kind of seems like at peace with who he is and what yeah. his what his role is in the league, and he's just really smart. Like, 
I don't, he's a, he's a really smart, um, level-headed kid, and I think that that's that's cool to see as well. Well, Jabari, I think also has been in it his whole life because his dad played yeah. in the league, so mm-hmm. he has a little bit more of like a preparation for what this is and what it's going to be. Have you watched the Scoot Mello interview? No, I haven't. I just watched that last night. They did that NBA con. Mm, the convention thing out in vegas at mandalay i didn't go to it but they had a whole bunch of like panels where it was like an up you know up on stage it was like a for the fans thing but i I never i didn't go to it but it was like one of those like you know they have like different like former players interviewing these rookies like they had a kareem they have like kareem interviewing uh wemba yama Mm -hmm. but the one that scoot did it was scoot and mellow and Mello was talking to him about like how to build his brand and all this all this other stuff and I don't know Scoot just like whatever the and it's a different it's a different kind of like star magnetism than mm-hmm. Dame has because Dame is very I mean you you know Dame well you've been around yeah. Dame a lot he's very you know he has a great you know personality and is great to cover and is very open and very engaging. Yes. But it's more of like a quiet, low-key, yes. like a wise beyond his years type of thing. Yes. Whereas Scoot is more of that, like, Anthony Edwards, like, super cocky and confident and just, like, very outgoing and just, like, very, you know, very contagious. It's, it's, a, it's a different kind of, like, star, you know, you know, gravitas than Dane has. They're, two, they're, both very, they're both very magnetic in that way, but it's two very different, like, sides of the coin. Yeah. Yeah. I, they're... They're both like very, very good, you know, subjects to cover, and sure. like they both have their, but they they both have their differences in terms of what makes them special. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, Dame is more like low key, like analytical, like um, a lot of thought goes into what he says, which is good. It's not the bad kind where it's like, oh, so much thought's going into this that you're getting that there's 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 no. actually nothing Dame coming out of just, his mouth. Everything about Dame is just totally authentic, totally genuine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Whereas Scoot is just like has this this high level. Although I I don't I don't see I don't see him like at least right now, and this might change, but um I don't I don't see him as like well, I mean, okay. I know when Anthony Edwards, like when he first got into the league, I think they asked him, like, do you think you'd be the best baseball player ever? And he was like, yes. He's like, <laughs> Anthony you know Edwards I mean? will just say anything. Edwards will just say anything. I, I don't quite see it as that extreme with Scoot, which is a good thing, I think, at the end of the day. But I do I do think he'd probably be like, he'd probably be like, I don't know about the best ever, but I think I'd be pretty good at it. You know, something like that. Um, so, yeah, he's... Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to covering him this next season and 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 seeing how that all develops as well because I, I think that I think that Blazers fans as they get to know him more and get to you know kind of you know, see him more are just gonna fall in love with this kid and that's you know obviously no shade to Dame whatsoever we have no idea what's gonna happen with that situation I, I mean they're they're both two like this fan base is really lucky to to have you know two players like that in the orbit right now that are just so engaging in, in completely different ways. 